0: Welcome to episode 52 from the Shedden podcast with myself, T-Dot. Theo, how are you doing?
1: Not bad, thanks. Like I just mentioned, um, just had the faintest second line on my lateral flow test. So I'm not sure if that means I'm positive, negative, um, to be determined, whatever it is. But I feel fine. TVC, um, <laughs> <TBC>, exactly. Um, <laughs> but I feel fine. Um, Chelsea into the next round of the FA Cup. Um, wasn't pretty, but we'll touch upon that now. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um tired, tired. I've realised I'm no longer 21. I can't <laughs> sort of do all-nighters or get up early in the morning and then try and sort of do things. So today's been a bit of a, a slug, to be fair. But um, but no, apart from that, doing all right, doing, doing good. Like you said, we may as well get straight into it now. Plymouth, our goal, 2-1. Give me your thoughts. Let me know what you thought about the game, um, pre and post.
1: Going into the game, um, you all we have to do is listen to episode fifty-one. We were, we were, we were optimistic. I think you said 3 0 I said 4 when um, you, you looked at that lineup; it was very, very strong. Probably our strongest eleven that we could have fielded without Silver Pulisic. Um I mean, Mendy, but Kep has been fantastic. So um, I don't really see that as a, you know a reason why to, we, should, um, we should not be scoring more than three or four. Um, positives from the game, we were the better side. Um, negatives, and there were many. Um, 41 shots, I think. Only a handful of those on target, um, which uh, were not clinical enough. Sloppy. Um, we needed a penalty save and extra time to actually win the game, which is worrying against the league one side. And then I think what worries me even more is that we've got Al-Halal on, on Wednesday, who, um, let's face it, are a much better team probably than Plymouth, Argyle. Um, But no, it wasn't, you know, you divide. You, I think it's fair play to Plymouth, they they took their set pieces quite well. I think that's the only way they were going to score against us. And they scored early on. And that kind of gave us a bit of a wake-up call. Kovacic hitting the uh, bar twice, uh, Hedton Adoy hitting the crossbar, I think, from a header. But, you know, it's just not really... I mean, I could talk about Lukaku again, how he just looks quite sloppy, lethargic. We are, okay. So, yeah, let me (laughs) me talk about that now. Um, There were moments, I mean, in that first half, I had the sun in my eyes, um, so I couldn't really see the game properly, probably for the best. Mm. Um, But I was looking at Lukaku occasionally. He just, you know, I know that sometimes we should be creating the service for him, but as a, you know, world-class number nine, you should be creating that service for yourself. Mm from time to time. And that means making that run, you know, fighting for the ball, getting in the right position. And he wasn't doing that. He was just standing there, looking at the linesman, making sure he was on side. And that's about it, you know, that was about it. I, and, and again, it's quite worrying that we need, our two goals came from our two fullbacks. And I think now that Asplauqueta scored, every single one of our defenders has got a goal this season. Um, probably more, some of them have more goals than some of our strikers or wingers, which worries me even more. But no, like I said, positive we are into the fifth round of the FA Cup. Negatives: knocking off strikers and attacking plays aren't consistent enough, and we're not being clinical enough.
0: No, I have to agree. I have to agree. I thought it was, um, I thought it was a game. Obviously, you go into it like I said. I think I said three nil, maybe four. Can't remember. I think I said three um, going into that game. You expect the team, especially the team we put out. That you look at that s- squad that we've put out. Kovacic, Jorginho Mason Mount Hakim Ziyech Christensen, Rudiger Aspia quetta. these are all first team starters for Chelsea they're all the names that you expect to see against uh, Man City Liverpool whoever but against Plymouth you just think okay you, strong strong team we should do better i knew that wasn't going to be the case during the warm up because i could uh, from where i was sitting they were doing the shooting drills in front of me and I, this is the first time I, I think I've ever really watched Lukaku in warm up and properly during the game. And on TV, sometimes when you're watching games, it almost feels like a player's running really slow or they've you know, got lead in there. It, in real life, Lukaku actually runs like he's in slow motion. Like I've never seen someone run and take like four or five steps before they kick the ball in the warm up. It's just, there's so much that was wrong during that warm up. And Hudson as well. there's a few others that were. Just sort of not really do much in a warm up, but during the game, um, credit to Plymouth. Let's let's get that out of the way because I thought they played really well. I think the goalkeeper Cooper I can't remember his name. Mm. Cooper, I said Kepper was man of the match, but let's be real, it was Cooper. Cooper was the the Michael Cooper was the, the man of the match for me because he not only did he pull off some brilliant saves, he was just arguably one of the best yeah. players on the pitch for me. So I think we've got to give Plymouth their credit. The goal, the free kick. Zh, I don't think it was a free kick. I think it was a, a soft free kick to give away. Um, but nonetheless, we've got to pin, pinpoint him again. Lekaku, can't defend, can't score, can't defend. It, I mean, it's simple stuff. It's simple things that you've got to do as a professional footballer. The ball comes in, you've just got to get your head on it and clear it. So,
1: yeah. Uh, so get
0: it out for a corner. Anyway, just somewhere. Not Just don't jump and do nothing.
1: Yeah, he's a... He's a... Metre 90. I don't know how his exact height, but he's not even winning any headers, which is, it's, uh, I don't know, but um, but yeah, the Plymouth keeper was was, was quality. Um, that, that save from Mason Matt was the best of the bunch for me. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, that probably I had the sun in my eyes, I hardly could see anything in that first half, so I don't know if it was a good for them, but um, but now it's just worrying that we, we needed you know 41 shots. And from those 41 shots, we only had two goals. I mean, no matter how good their keeper was that day, it's just not good enough. It's not good enough. And then that, that 11 we played, it's probably not going to be that much different to the 11 we played in the League Cup final on the 27th against Liverpool. You maybe expect a silver to come in. But other than that, it's not going to be that much different. And like you just said about Lukaku, you know, he can't score, he can't defend. You know, you're, basically, you're picking your team based on merit, I want to say. And if you're picking it on merit, why is he anywhere near that first eleven? Play um, a player, uh, Kai Havertz or even a Timo Werner who was poor when he came on. But, you know, the fans seem to like him. He actually wants to prove the fans, you know, he wants to score. He wants to, you know, make these runs. He actually looks like he, he's he got energy when he comes on. Um, but I don't know if Tuchel sees something in Lukaku in training that, or maybe he wants to really get the best out of him, you know, 97 million. He That's wants it. to prove to the board that, you know, he's, we, we paid 97 million for this guy. He needs to be playing. But sometimes, you know, you might need to bench him to make you make him realize, you know, he he is replaceable. He is he is you know, droppable. So I'm I'm kind of in favor now for just giving him a one or two game break, letting it have a to sort of Werner of play, even the lost his cheek when he's back from his injury in a higher position and see where he goes from there.
0: Yeah, I, I'll I'll be honest, I don't want to see him in the cup final. I don't want to see him anywhere near the team. Uh, you know, I've backed him, you know, you, you've heard me on here before, I've backed him and I've you know, on Twitter, I've backed him and said, you know, give him time, he's part of the team, we've got to back him, but after after Saturday, I mean, there's there's nothing that he, I think he had one, out of those 41 shots, he had one on target and one off target, out of 41, he's the number nine, he's the vocal person, the one person that should be getting at least three or four shots on target in a game, and he can't get any. It's just, it's, it's to the point now where I think we've got to seriously think about not playing him. We won the Champions League without him. What does he bring to the team? What, what is his role in the team? Because he's not a number nine by the looks of it. Is it the Premier League? Well, it can't be because we play in Plymouth and it, you know you expect him to score. Yeah, Is it yeah, well, the climate yeah. that he's in? No, because he's played in Italy. It's the same climate. Is it the city? <laughs> no, it can't be because he's played in the country before. What is it? There's there's no other, there's nothing we can say about Lukaku and it's, it's frustrating because... I don't think Tuchel's even got... A, um, I think this is more above Tuchel's head. I think we've paid 97 million. We've got to play him. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. You know, I think... It's the same with Shevchenko. Shevchenko wasn't the best striker for Chelsea, but we played him because he was Abramovich's sort of signing, so to speak. This seems like a, a club signing. Maybe Tuchel did want Haaland after all. We never got him. And... We ended up with Lukaku, who didn't want to come to the club. We didn't want him. Inter needed to sell him. It's just, it's just a bad signing. It's an awful signing. Yeah. Thumbs up, pointing to the feet. That's all I see from him for for ninety minutes. So, it, he frustrates me. He he made me think all the way back to Liverpool about what he actually did in that game. How was he effective? And he wasn't. You know, he didn't do anything. So. I've done with him now. I think even if he was to score 20 goals for the rest of the season, I'd, I'd still want him gone at the end of the season. Uh,
1: slightly different because he's only been six months, maybe six, seven months. I do want to give him a bit more time, but it's just his body language that's poor. It's, um, that's the
0: telling thing though, the body yeah. language. Torres is like, good, but he still went out there and put a shift in.
1: Exactly. And also you mentioned, you know, is it, is it the league? Is it the climate? Is it the system? Is it the city, the country? If you're world-class, you adapt. And he supposedly is world-class. You know, you pay 100 million for a player, you, you, that price tag means you're world-class, but mm. something's not right. And to make things worse, you've got Abraham and Giroud, who are two number nines last season, who are performing so well out in Serie A and Italy. It's, yeah. um, it's frustrating. It just seems to be like a cast with us and we can never find our luck when it comes to number nines and strikers and spending the big money on them. But <laughs> it's how the cookie crumbles.
0: Yeah, definitely. Let's, let's talk about some positives because you mentioned the goals. Obviously, Cesar Spear Quetta's goal, which I missed because I was eating a pie and a <laughs> pint at halftime. But, um, I did hear the roar I was watching on the big screen. But, um, yeah, brilliant goal. Zola-esque. It was a, a spear zola wasn't it really? In some ways because he was, you could sense there was a goal coming and I think that goal, you know, just before half time, kind of made things a bit more better, not just for the fans, but maybe for the team. Um, you know, shouldn't be coming from our defenders, but what a goal. And um, Alonso as well, you know, perfectly well-taken goal. But do you think Thomas Tuchel not being at that game potentially maybe had an impact on the way that we played?
1: Not really. You'd think it's Plymouth. You could have your assistant coach, your youth team coach on the sideline, and you should be still winning with the squad we we fielded. I'm sure Thomas Tuchel was still very vocal, whether it was on Zoom, FaceTime or whatever. So he managed to get his tactics across. Maybe actually having him on the touchline and instructing players to get into position, maybe that would have influenced the game slightly, but um, too cool or not, we should have done much better than a 2-1 win needing extra time and a penalty save.
0: Yeah. And what a save it was. We were losing yeah. the penalty save. I think, obviously, we'll get on to Eduardo Mendy soon, but Kepa seems to be the guy that, you know, a lot of fans, I think you tweeted this, a lot of fans, maybe myself at some point, you know, was a bit reserved to have him at the club while Mendy goes, but... He, he hasn't put a foot wrong since Tuchel's come in. No. And I know I've definitely echoed that a few times, you know, he's, he's coming, he's got his head down. He was taken out the limelight, you know, all the stuff with Sarri, then obviously Lampard and sort of bringing in Mendy. He hasn't really complained. He's just got on with his stuff. Obviously training seems to be going really well. It'd be a shame to lose him, but I feel like he's too good to be, a, you know, second choice to Mendy. A hundred percent, a
1: hundred percent too good to be second choice now. Um, He's good enough to be our first choice. If anything, Mendy is probably just that slightly better, you know, better than him when it comes to maybe presence in goal and making himself look big. But um, Keppa's just full of confidence at the moment. He, he, I think, before that one season, that first season, in the Lampard, when you see him between the sticks, you're a bit, as a fan, you want that confident. But now you're that com- you know, it's there. That confidence is there, and you see him. He looks, he's, he's a lot more commanding. Penalties, he loves a penalty. We were saying before the Egypt uh, Senegal shootout yesterday, you know, I'm sure hopefully Mendy's been watching Kepper in training and fortunately he saved one. But um, but no, he's a fantastic keeper. We're honestly blessed to have two fantastic keepers at the club. But big um, with the Cl- um, World Cup in Qatar approaching, I'm sure Kepper wants to be on that plane to Qatar as the first choice keeper, if anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after De has had a fantastic season as well. But you look at that other guy who played at the Euros last summer, Unai Simon. I haven't really heard much of him since since the Euros. And I do think Kev is much better than him. So um, for his kind of career, he'd, he wants to be the Spanish number one goalie. So I, And that means probably play more regularly as well. So come after the summer, I think the club's got to make a big decision. He's got to make a big decision, probably his agents as well. Um, I don't know if it's an influence but I saw that he's got a new girlfriend now which I'm really yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really pleased <laughs> she was out she the game as well because um, you do you, I, I've said this before but you know you don't really realise what's happening behind the scenes with all these players yeah.
0: but then this is the same thing with Lukaku as well because mm. I think he's split with his girlfriend or he's not with Oh, him anymore, so. I, didn't, I didn't know that Yeah. so I think that could be a massive thing but still I, <laughs> yeah. as much as I want to give that part of the reasons as to why someone might be doing better or might be you know having a dip in form being paid a lot of money to do a job and if i if i'm in a job and i'm not getting paid as much as they are but if i'm in a job and i'm you know i'm going through some some stuff i've still got to get up and perform <laughs> it's true so, it's true you know. but i do agree with you i think Kepo that is probably one thing you know he's got his lifestyle steady and it's sort of you know you can complain you can't really complain can he's he got the best of both at the moment
1: yeah i think miss miss spain as well so i don't think you can complain either <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no, it's true um let's let's quickly talk about obviously uh, next round of the fa cup we got luton who i think we played um we beat them 3-1 2021 yeah. last season, yeah, uh, last
1: Lampard, season yeah. lampard's last game in charge yeah, that was almost.
0: it yeah, yeah 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 so and it's away yeah. another away fixture um so what, what's your thoughts on that obviously you know i think we played them quite a few times i'm sure going back the years i checked yesterday we've played them like 18 times or something like that but a nice away fixture for us um sh- i'm gonna say should be a convincing win for us but we should be able to get through pos past- luton
1: no <laughs> yeah, we should but then after looking at that plymouth game nothing's a given now um Oh, it's, a, it's a good, it's a good tie for us. It's not too far from London to have to travel midweek because I think it's a Wednesday or Tuesday fixture. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'd hope we can maybe rotate a bit more, even though Tuchel doesn't seem too keen on rotating the squad as much as um, earlier in the season. And when you look at some of the other teams that are still in, you know, the likes of Man City, the likes of Liverpool, um, even Nottingham Forest who are flying high at the moment. Um, mm. Tottenham are still in there, which we would probably love, probably play better against Tottenham than we will against um, a Luton. Um, but no, it's 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 a good tie and a draw for us. Uh, we can't complain. And if we, like I said, about not beating Plymouth, not beating Chesterfield, if we can't beat Luton, it's it's embarrassing. We don't deserve to be in the cup. Yep.
0: No, I agree. I agree. And yeah, you know, we it's, it's strange that it's a midweek game, but I think that might work in our advantage as well. Um, I know obviously the, the fans will travel down as well. So yeah, it's, it, we've we've got to beat them. You know, like you said, if we can't beat them. We shouldn't even be, con- you know, shouldn't even be contention for the for the cup. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I'm not sure when those <laughs> ties are being played. Actually, I think it might be March.
1: I think Maybe it's the, the the midweek after the League Cup, if I'm not mistaken. Um, week commencing on the 28th. I'm not sure. So yeah, f- first week of March, end of February.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully by then we'll have a tr- we'll have two trophies by then. So let's <laughs> let's talk about Club World Cup very quickly. Um, we know now our opponents for Wednesday, our full kickoff UK time. <laughs> we spoke about it offline just before and a couple of your tweets <laughs> <laughs> seems to be uh, the infamous tweets that might come back to us mm. on Thursday morning. But talk to me about Club World Cup. What's your expectations for Wednesday? Um, obviously, Reese James has gone out with not the intention to play, but I think to continue his rehabilitation. But just in terms of the squad that's gone over, obviously, Mendy will be eventually linking up with the team as well. But surely Kepa, in a, a cup competition, Kepa is your, your goalkeeper, but tough, tough, tough opponents, tough opponents mm. on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, I mean, squad who travelled, it's, it's our main squad. Uh, I think every one of them, even Rhys James has travelled, I think his cheek is the, the only one who Chilwell well who didn't travel. Um, and like you mentioned, I think Mendy travelling means we have to uh, send one player back home, because so we only have a 23-man squad, and you'd expect it maybe to be Rhys James, or um, probably Reese James, actually, the only one I can think of. Um, but our opponents, Al-Hilal, um, they won 6-1. Some players that uh, <laughs> the viewers or the listeners might know, um, Odiano Gallo, previously of Watford, Man United, I think Morega, a w- winger striker from, he used to play at Porto, and also Matheus Pereira from, <laughs> he used to play, he was at West Brom last season. I think he scored one or two against us. Um at the bridge in
0: that one or two, I think he scored. <laughs> scored a few more. Than I think
1: it actually. was Callum Callum Robinson who scored five goals last season. The all against us, was, yeah. yeah. But Pereira was—he's a, a good player, actually, a very yeah, good yeah. player. Two it's good. Surprising you know. that
0: they there. Sorry to call yeah. It's surprising. No, no, no. I, You're right. You're right. I, I don't necessarily. I don't remember. I mean, I don't remember Agallo going there, for instance. And you know, you had that whole thing of him going to because um, I think he wanted to stay at United, and then he went. I can't remember where he went there after there. He went somewhere else. He might have gone to ch- back to China or somewhere
1: else in the Middle East. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, they've got some experienced players, players with a bit of quality, players who can score goals as well. And um, oh, I put a couple of tweets up yesterday and I seem to have triggered half their fan base. So I had about 10,000 notifications all in Arabic from Al-Halal fans. I don't know what that was about, but um, they're confident. They're very confident. Um, but, you know, just we just need to wake up a bit, be a bit more clinical. I'd rotate the squad a bit. I'd play a Salmagez, I'd play a Havertz as a number nine. I'd maybe bring Pulisic in if he's fresh. Um, hopefully Silver in defence will stabilise things a bit because Christensen in that first half, I'm not sure if he came off because of, you know, was tactical, if it was an injury. But um, maybe go back to a back three as well. Have, um, have Kennedy come in. That's another possibility. player that wants to prove himself, you know, earn his um, his um, his position in the starting eleven. But um, but no, it's a game, again, that's going to be tricky. Um, I think a lot of Chelsea fans are expecting us to win the Club World Cup in a snap of their fingers, but it's not going to be that easy. You know, if we can't get past Al-Hilal, I think um, P- Palmeiras in the in the final, which is likely to be, it's going to be even trickier. So it'll be a good test for us.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think, I think the rotation's got to be key. I think we've got to still remember after Sunday's final, if we get there, We've still got some important fixtures coming up after that as well. And obviously at the end of the month, we've got the League Cup. So we don't really want to risk injuries, massive injuries. I think Mason Mount, Aspia Quetta, and potentially I think Christensen were the three that came off with Knox against Plymouth. Um, I think they're all okay, obviously, in terms of playing on Wednesday. But I think um, I think it was Aspia Quetta. I'm sure his was a hamstring injury, but not thought to be anything serious. So, yeah, we've got to rotate the squad if we do get to the final you know i know it's only it's about four or five days away from from wednesday's game but there's still a lot of you know, wrapping people in cotton wool keeping them fresh as well the, the heat the climate the changes of, of the the weather conditions over there is going to be a massive factor i think for for some of the players but um yeah i agree i think kennedy would be a good a good option i think you know he's cut, he's been recalled but he hasn't he's, he's yet to play i think in in this season. So I think this would be a good game for Tuchel. Um, eventually when he does get to link up with the teams, I think he's still isolating at the moment, but when he does get to go over there, um, you know, he's going to be good to hopefully see Kennedy. I think Sal Niguez would be a good player to bring in because even though he's not featured much in the Premier League, when it's come to, you know, League Cup or, um, you know, all the other sort of cup competitions that he's played in, he's actually played relatively well and he seemed to be getting a little bit of momentum, you know, a bit of form, it'd be a shame to sort of leave him out a couple of games. Um, Cause I don't, I don't think he started the last maybe two games no. or featured in the last two games. So it'd be ashamed to get that momentum, get that form and then to suddenly lose it. And then, you know, we want to see the best out of him. And then I think you said it a few weeks ago, but if he stays at the club, we need to see the best out of him from now until the end of the summer and end of the season to make a decision whether we want to keep him. And I think, you know, if we want to do that, we've got to play him. So one person who has got to be dropped is, is Lukaku. I think Havertz, Havertz or uh, Timo has got to play that role. They played it well last season. It didn't, it, you know, it was, we were screaming out for goals last season. We wanted a number nine. We haven't got a number nine still, let's face it, who can, who can score goals. Play Havertz, put him in that position. If it's not working, maybe bring Lukaku off the bench, but starting him, I think it, it's, a, it's a recipe for disaster, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, but then again, knowing Tuchel, he'll be a front 3 of. Hudson-Odoi, Ziyech, and Lukaku again. Um, I would not be surprised if I see those three players on the team sheet um, on Wednesday after uh, 3.30. But no, I'd like to see a bit of rotation. All the players you mentioned, Kennedy, Sanagas, like I said, they should be starting these type of games. And if you know, if if Aspi, Mount, Christensen have picked up Knox, rest them this week, and hopefully they're fit enough for uh, the final if we get there on uh, the weekend
0: because yeah. I mean it's the elusive trophy we said it on the last episode it's the elusive trophy we want it we've got to talk about Mendy before we wrap up who seems to be cleaning up every final he can every every final possible um, to add to his accolades his honours he was crowned part of the African Cup of Nations last night Senegal brilliant game I think you watched it as well yeah um, it, it was I mean for, for, for what the competition has been and I've watched quite a lot of the games it has been a bit of a mixed bag of things you know you've had some really good games you've had some where it's just been poor but that happens in all tournaments you know Euros, World Cup Premier League whatever but that final was actually for me it was relatively decent because if I like Egypt was sitting back waiting for the draw they're waiting for extra time they're waiting for maybe penalties um didn't understand the Salah thing, not taking a penalty, maybe second or third. I think he wanted the
1: he wanted to be uh, the fifth penalty taker. Back I think. pages, yeah.
0: yeah, he wanted all the back pages and the headlines. But um, what was your thoughts on on the game and, and maybe, maybe the tournament from sort of you know Senegal's point of view, but the, the the tournament overall 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 as well.
1: I didn't watch. I think as many games as you. Um, a lot of the games I watched ended up being draws and then gone to penalties, where you know this Egyptian goalkeeper has been the hero of many of the shootouts. But um, but you know, going back to Klopp's comments of it being a little tournament, I couldn't agree I couldn't agree less with him. You know, it's it's the, the equivalent of the Europe the Euros, the Euros. but in Africa. And you know, you look at the quality of players that Africa produced across the years. It's brilliant, you know. And Senegal, you know, you look at that starting eleven and the likes of Koulibaly, Mane, Idrissa Gay, yeah. Edouard Mendy. It's it's a good eleven, you know. And I'm yeah. pleased for them. I wanted them to win, um, not just for Mendy, but you know, for their you know the, their fans and you know the actual. History of the country in a tournament as well. Um, And also, as always, I I, I mean, Salah's a good player, but just you just know that probably Liverpool fans favoured Egypt over Senegal. So, um, but uh, going back to Mendy as well, his last 12 months or 10 months, you know, he's picked up a trophy, every single trophy possible along the way almost um, Champions League, Super Cup, UEFA Goalkeeper of the Year, Goalkeeper of the Year, um, AFCON now. And hopefully the club World Cup by the end of this month. So um, he's fantastic. And to see him actually save a penalty as well, which he yeah. hasn't done much of during his time at Chelsea. Um, I'm really pleased.
0: It's, it's strange because I think during during the penalty shootout, I said to one of my mates, I said, I should have bet on Egypt to win this because it's a yeah. Mendy in goal. And he he done, he done well because I think he was doing, you know, sort of making himself large, moving mm. on the line, trying to do what he could. But yeah, I agree with you. It was such a, was such a joy to see him. Um, you know, at the end of the tournament, the relief in his face, the joy, the happiness as well. Um, You know, obviously a lot of people talk about his story, how he sort of was ready to quit. Job,
1: job and, center yeah. in 2016, was it? Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So you look at that that story, look at where he is now. He's probably arguably the best goalkeeper in the world. And, and I think we've both said that, you know, he's one of the, the best goalkeepers in the yeah. world. And just looking at this here now, you know, in terms of, um I think he's the first goalkeeper um to keep clean clean sheets. sheets. Yeah, yeah. so...
1: Pinchy's in the Champions League final and AFCON final. Yeah, I think yeah.
0: It was, so, yeah. You just look at that and you just think, you know, is he the best in the world? Is he, is he the one that we need to now think about when your big clubs are going to start looking for goalkeepers soon? Is he the one that everyone's going to be looking to try and take off our hands?
1: I don't know. I feel like we showed him a certain level of trust, you know, last summer to make him our number one and bring him in. He was relatively unknown back at Rennes. I uh, think it was Petr Cech's choice. Yeah. I think hopefully he just he sticks with us. He's thirty, I think, thirty-one, maybe, yeah, who just turned thereabouts? Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a good five, six years still in him. You know, goalkeepers can play until they're, you know, in their late thirties. Um, I've got no reason see no reason why he should leave anytime soon. But like I said again, this summer we've got a big decision to make with Kepper and Mendy. Um, and it's likely to be Kepa the one who suffers from it, I think. Um, whether it's alone, whether it's a permanent move, whether it's still him next season playing the cup competitions. But um but no we're, we're blessed to have two fantastic keepers for
0: sure. Yeah, and it'll be interesting, obviously, as I just mentioned, who starts in the Club World Cup. You know, for me personally, I'd keep Kepper. I think is, mm-hmm. you know, you think about if it does go into penalties or you know, you need to you need to well, we saw against Plymouth, you know, if you need that sort of last minute penalty save, your money's on Kepper out of mm-hmm. the two. So I think Kepa Mendy of course will link up with the team, he'll join join up with the team. But I think if tuchel has got any sense, he'll he'll keep Kepper knowing what. competitions are all about he knows that the two goalkeepers which one's probably better um to save penalties if it comes down to that so it should be Kepa but I agree you know I think he's he's definitely earned himself the right to get a big move I'm going to say a big move I mean a a big move away from Chelsea um this is Kepa talking Hmm. about he's got a move he's he's too good to be uh understudy to Mendy he's had his doubts had doubters and doubts I'm, I'm sure himself but he's He's definitely earning the money that we paid for him, and you know a loan would be lovely because I think you know, at least we can we can get him back at the end of the season. But I just think there's going to be so many clubs come the end of this season that are going to be looking for good goalkeepers, and there's one right there that's sitting wow. on the bench most weekends. So yeah,
1: you
0: know, then it's, 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 it's
1: the other side of the story is maybe maybe um, because they're, they're both two fantastic keepers, they're bringing the best out of each other. You could maybe think, so if you take one out of the, you know, the equation, maybe the other one just drops his levels of performance. So that's something else to consider. Cause, you know, they're training together, you know, they're fighting for that first spot against each other. And, um, you'd think, you know, if one of them does a series of mistakes in a couple of games, you've got the other one on the bench who's ready to go and is proven. So that's something else to consider. Um, good point question for you. Why was he wearing the white kit on, um, on Saturday?
0: I don't know. I'm not I had sure.
1: A, I had the sun in my eyes and I was looking across that Fabriz trying to work out is that Plymouth keeper is that Plymouth <laughs> player or Kepa like we've got yes. that orange kit that we can wear oh, yeah. you know it's, it didn't make sense didn't it make didn't sense. make sense a lot of things didn't make sense on Saturday <laughs>
0: it, was really, it was just a it was such a bizarre game really yeah. bizarre game um yeah, to, to be honest, before before we wrap up, Hakim Ziyech was impressed with. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, that's we really didn't mention him, but um, yeah. but that's, he's he's really um stepped up recently. I think having playing with a back four really suits him. Um, you know, it gives him more freedom not to track back as much, but also you know to play on, you know, play the ball on his left foot, which he's so good at. And that's kind of like he's probably been robbed of so many assists with Lukaku not being in the right place. You know, and he's bringing these beautiful balls into the box that just float in. You'd expect someone like Lukaku to leap up like a salmon and put it in the back of the net, but he's it's not like there. A whale, the <laughs> like a whale.
0: He's not even um, <laughs> but I think there was one moment where I think it was um, almost G- gascoin esque and he I can't remember if it was Hudson Odoi or Ziyech or my I can't remember who whips the ball in very low, right across the goal, and Lukaku, bearing in mind he's probably what, six foot something at least. Stretch, doesn't really stretch yeah. half stretches his leg. Just,
1: just ends just, up rolling over and not really.
0: I'm not going to talk about him again because uh, it really <laughs> frustrates me. But, yeah, we've got to start thinking about alternative options. I think num- number nine, false nine, whatever you want to call it, we've got to we've got to bring someone else in, be- whether it's Havertz or Werner. Ver- uh, Whoever plays there will do a better job than Lukaku at the moment. And yeah. whether that's form, you know, mental state, I don't know. But something isn't working with Lukaku and he has got to change. He, there's no point having him in because it's like playing with 10 players. Yeah, <laughs> that's the reality you know no.
1: there's or... games there's games 7-0 against Norwich 4-0 against Juventus 3-0 against Leicester all of those were out without Lukaku yeah. so we can, we can find goals without him um, and we seem a, almost a bit more fluid you know without him whether it's you know Ferner, Havertz Pulisic those type of players I mean I'm not saying I want to see Pulisic as a false nine but maybe you
0: know. To be fair, is it, not? <laughs> is it going to be any worse than what we've seen with Lukaku? Probably not. To Probably fair, not. You know, he Probably goes not. to America and he scores goals. So yeah, I just I'm, I'm sick of it now. I don't I don't I didn't want to be like this with Lukaku because I, I you know I like to defend any Chelsea player to the very end, and you know even the fans. I, I feel like even if he was to score, you know, twenty odd goals, I do think the fans will never forget that interview, and I think that yeah. is the, that is the worst thing. Whether he he'd have to go on and single-handedly win the Premier League next season yeah and for fans to to series because I when I was sat there I I just thought yeah these fans are done they they don't want anything to do with him because he's just he doesn't even have to touch the ball and people say run Lukaku get in the (laughs) box Lukaku shoot Lukaku and it's just it's all Lukaku he hasn't even got the ball and so Uh, he's got a long way to go if he wants to win Chelsea fans back over
1: yeah, we have fallen down the Lukaku rabbit hole again, haven't
0: we? Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. You know, we need to change the name of the podcast to something to do like, with Lukaku. But yeah, it's, we'll uh, have
1: a separate midweek episode just for Lukaku every
0: therapy. time. Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, I'm not sure. But um, but yeah, no, I think it's going to be. Obviously, we've got a busy couple of weeks now. We've got Club World Cup. Hopefully, you know, next couple of days we'll we we crown champions. Maybe who knows. Um, big one for me. I'm still at the back of my mind that. As much as I want the Club World Cup, I'm still thinking about the 27th of February, Liverpool. To me, that is bragging rights up here. You know, up north, it's it's, it's something that I, I won't that day down if we don't beat them. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, that's a big one for me. But yeah, give me your predictions quickly before we go Wednesday. I feel like we should stop doing predictions. <laughs>
1: no, we haven't been great at this, have we? Um,
0: <laughs> let's just give give. The, let's let's have them anyway. Let's go.
1: Oh, we're on the podcast. We've got to stay optimistic. So we'll go for a Chelsea victory. Um, But I think it'll be quite a messy one. So I'm going to go 3-2 Chelsea.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm going to go very sort of low end and I'm going to say 1-0 to Chelsea. I think it'd be a very tough game, cagey. Um, I don't think there's going to be many opportunities for goals, if I'm honest, especially from Chelsea's perspective. Uh, If if we play Lukaku, we may not even win the game. But I'm going to go 1-0. I'm going to go 1-0 Chelsea. Yeah, it's got an own goal somewhere in there as well, I feel. Yeah, 100%. But as always, Theo, thank you for joining me. And yeah, this has been, I was trying to think what episode one, episode 52. Get back into the zone. Yeah, episode 52. Theo, thanks for joining me. Um, For those listening, make sure you subscribe to the channel. We need, we need some more subscribers You can see slowly creeping up the views are slowly creeping up on youtube as well but if you have not done so already make sure you are subscribed and also let us know your thoughts in the comments as well about what we've discussed on the episode if you agree or you disagree um just let us know your thoughts like as well and if you're on apple or spotify Make sure you check out the YouTube channel, but also follow on Spotify as well to let you know when there's new episodes out. Um, You'll get the little notification when we drop an episode. But this has been episode 52 from the Shed End podcast with myself, T, Dart and Theo. As always, thanks for joining me and thanks for listening or watching, whichever one you chose to do. Until next time, stay safe and we will be back next week.